0: 809 Restaurant and Lounge here in Inwood, NYC. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air, where we shine a light on the writers, filmmakers, musicians, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's where we get to meet local musicians of all stripes, talk about their work, and best of all, hear them do their thing. Who is with us today, Jonathan? Aaron, today we welcome Calliope Brass.
1: Calliope Brass is five of some of New York City's most accomplished and busiest horn players. But be warned, this is not your parents' brass quintet. Named after the Greek muse of storytelling and poetry, Calliope Brass is a group dedicated to creating evocative, story-driven musical experiences for all audiences. Some live in local listeners, or perhaps their kids, may recognize the group from What's Your Story, the interactive cross-curricular workshop they've presented at over a dozen schools in and around New York. Concertgoers know them uh, for their non-standard repertoire, notably their concert premiere of a five-movement work by Faye Ellen Silverman. Just this year, they recorded and released their very first album, Rose Strewn Course. It is such a treat to have them with us today, Aaron,
0: on Live and Local. And without further ado, Calliope Brass. was just delightful. Thank you so much and welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. So let's meet everyone. Uh, Aaron, would you start?
2: Sure. My name is Aaron Paul and I'm the French horn player in Calliope Brass.
3: My name is Rebecca Steinberg and I'm a trumpet player in Calliope Brass. My name is Jen Hinkle and I'm the bass trombonist for Calliope Brass. And my name is Sarah Mayo and I am the tenor trombonist for Calliope.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Rebecca, could you tell our listeners what we just heard?
3: The first piece we played was called Scherzo. It was by John Cheatham and it was written in 1963. It is a brass quintet standard. It is a very fun opener. We often play it as the first piece on our programs. Uh, and the composer said it should it evokes the feeling of the Wild West. So I hope, I hope that conveyed to the listeners here. Um, the second piece we played is a medley that we use in our uh, educational programs, especially "What's Your Story," um, we call it 1877 Themes for Kids. Usually, we play "Cars for Kids" at the end and we get booed off the stage. <laughs> but the, the, the medley is: we want to show our the children in our audiences how music is all around them. It's in movies, it's in TV shows, it's in commercials. But we didn't <laughs> we didn't get that far today. Um, and I hope you were able to name a few of those tunes.
1: Mario Brothers.
3: You got Mario, yeah. Did I hear DuckTales as well? You did. Awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. So that was kind of a stamp um, or snapshot of the scope of your repertoire, which is really impressive. And um, I really perked up when I heard the Mario theme because I have a student right now, piano student, who brought that piece to my attention for the first time. It's actually pretty brilliant video game composition by a Japanese composer from the 80s, I believe. But anyway, that was that was really cool. So having been at a conservatory myself, no offense, but brass folks were always seen as that group on that side or that wing of the school. <laughs>
4: um,
1: a, a, peculiar personalities sometimes, not always, but, but perhaps the result of the demanding nature sometimes. I, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the the generally understood idea I felt that was believed among all musicians, but the, maybe it's because of the the need to develop and keep in shape the musculature you, in your mouth. I have some brass friends who talk about how they can't take breaks ever from practicing. Um, so I was just wondering. I'm personally curious what your take is on brass, uh, not to get away from the repertoire, but I, I'm, I just wanted to sneak this question in about what <laughs> the br- brass personalities, if there's such a thing, and how you guys manage that as an ensemble.
5: There is definitely a brass personality thing. And I would say that in terms of being quirky, uh, calliope brass is maybe one of the most fantastic examples of a quirky brass quintet that is... uh,
2: And a range of personalities. A range of
5: personalities as well. And neuroses.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
3: If they're the typical brass stereotypes, though, necessarily. Yeah, not not necessarily, but uh, we all we all definitely
5: have that quirk, and you know, I think part of what makes brass players um, so maybe quirky and you know as said neurotic <laughs> uh, is because in all ensembles um, there's only one of your particular instrument, and yet you are so you're called upon to be very independent in your line in a way that a lot of um other instruments are not necessarily in a group and all winds kind of have this problem versus like string instruments which you know you're blending a little more so we all have two different roles in ensembles especially in like for example an orchestral ensemble where many times we're soloists and then all of a sudden we have to be play as a group so you get this kind of really interesting thing because uh where Occasionally you're stepping into that soloistic role and your individual part is important because you're the only person playing that and yet you are still part of one like, collaborative instrument within that ensemble, which is the brass, you know, the trombones or or things like that. So it's a very unique kind of instrument dynamic where there is a lot of independence and yet a lot of
2: collaboration within your individual section within the brass in general. And I think another one of the challenges, too, is as a student learning a brass instrument, the rate of, let's say, accuracy, I, th- I feel like the rate of competence as you, as you gain skill on your instrument, the curve is a little more dramatic towards the end. Uh-huh. Whereas, if, you know, when you learn to play the piano, you're going to push a button, the note's going to come out. Pretty much. And so that's pretty nice. When you play the flute, you push the buttons, you have to blow in the right direction, but the notes come out. You play the horn... That's not what happens for a long time. And so that, that learning curve, I think, attracts certain personalities. And it also, you know, I think it is something that affects the development of those personalities as you move through, you know, from a student to early professional, professional, because that's one of the real challenges of mastering the instrument. And so you're in these orchestral situations doing soloist, blending in with the rest of your section, and you're trying to navigate... When I push down this one button, there's about 19 notes that could come out. Oh. I really hope the right one comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and right, so right, right. Yeah. navigating around that I think also kind of informs, you know, the the folks who self-select into that lifestyle. <laughs> And it requires a
3: very supportive community, um, which is probably why you see those brass players hanging out together. They know how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> they know the pain. They, um, all,
0: they all know exactly yeah. what it means to literally keep your chops up.
4: Right, <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: They know the struggle. I know firsthand that Calliope Brass is an ensemble open to new ideas innovative collaborations, and generally saying yes to what comes along, since they performed several times for Inwood Artworks, particularly our Backport show, our Filmworks Fresco program outside in the parks, and also our first ever Inwood Music Festival. So thank you for that, by the way. Uh, it was wonderful times. And uh, I'm wondering, has that say yes mindset served the group well in the last eight months? Because it's been a different kind of uh, response to things.
5: Yeah, we definitely have had to make a pretty major pivot. Our entire season dried up, as you might expect. You know, uh, no live performances, so all of a sudden we're looking at our season and going, it's all gone. (laughs) And especially being, you know, a group that isn't, really conducive to for example playing it's not you know like one person with a guitar might be able to go outside and play for people sitting on a sidewalk a brass quintet eh, not so much you know in these current (laughs) spaces where everybody has to be so far apart um So we've had to be very creative about the kind of projects that we have been getting into. So, um, for example, one of the biggest things that we did is the um, kids show, What's Your Story? We've been very busily creating an entirely online version of that. So that way schools can have access to that kind of quality music education, even if they can't meet in person. And so we wanted to be able to adapt to whatever, because no one knows what's this school year is going to be like and so we have been working very hard on doing that we've also released a lot of really fun videos for um you know just doing some home recording stuff where everybody records remotely and then our audio engineer and me our video engineer do an unholy amount of work
1: (laughs) i gotta i gotta jump in here on that it's nothing less than miraculous the audio engineering feat for the hindemith and the gabrielle and i recommend that our listeners go on YouTube. Those are the two I heard. Yeah. Are there, are there more than those two?
5: There are. There's an Armed Forces medley uh, that we did for um, Memorial Day. Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and then there is also somewhere over the rainbow that we did, and uh, which is uh, I think it's on our YouTube video as the last bottle of hand sanitizer. The the video itself That's is kind sad. of uh, an animated throwback oh, yeah. to the last unicorn from the 80s. So uh.
2: I do want I do want to jump in and and thank my partner Alex Oselands is our audio engineer and he performs miracles and he's wonderful and sound is amazing he taught us all how to use recorders and yeah it's amazing sorry to interrupt no that's okay (laughs) no he's he has done a really great job of enforcing standards on how to do things um and he's very exacting and it really has given us an incredible product and yeah and we're really really grateful for his support
1: i want to make sure i bring up the uh, what's your story project. Uh, I didn't mention the fact that you it's a collaboration with, among other things, a rather marvelous puppet also named Calliope. So how exactly do brass bands and puppetry collaborate? Who
0: wants to take that one? Silence. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just felt like I was talking
5: a lot. So, I um, think
2: we're all hesitating because the original, I mean, I know that you were part of the idea genesis for having a puppet. But part of the way that the band and the puppet got together is our trumpet player, Kate, her husband works with Sesame Street. And so that was a great connection where um, he spoke to Leslie Carrera-Rudolph and gauged some interest. And and we were able to have her actually design the puppet for us, which is really awesome. She uh, Um, she plays Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street. She's incredible. Yes, she's amazing. And she also connected us with our puppeteer, Haley, that works with us. And yeah, and it's been a really cool journey, you know, getting to know each other's art forms because, yeah, like when else do you see a brass quintet with a puppet? (laughs) And it's been a really great way to bring our content through a different Mm -hmm. uh, medium.
3: Yeah, and what happens with What's Your Story is the students write a story as a class and then Klaibi, brass, plays a modular score so you can hear how uh, music and storytelling are intertwined and how music can convey emotions it's a really spectacular performance that the puppet, Calliope, <laughs> narrates for the students. And it's really incredible having that voice be a puppet, something, a, a person the kids can relate to, um, who isn't necessarily us, because we're adults and the kids really, really get along well with the puppet and relate
2: to the puppet. Mm-hmm. They get very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Can I also sneak in quickly? Do uh, you tell us something about Rose Strewn Course? You recorded it uh, in just a few days, I hear. I understand that's true. True, Yes, is there a few little anecdotes you want to share about that? Well,
5: there was a lot of ibuprofen that was consumed (laughs) by the brass members, because we recorded the whole thing in two days, which for anyone who plays a brass instrument, you're already cringing with us. So it's just a lot of um, instrument on face. And of course, anytime that you're doing recording, you know, your AC, The you know, no buildings in New York really come with AC standard. So inevitably, it's like you have to cut the AC. So you know, we'd be sitting here. Oh, how many takes can we do before we actually melt? <laughs> you <easy>. know, <laughs> we recorded it in June of 2019.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It was very hot. Yes, it, was. <laughs> it was very hot.
5: It was a really fun process. The fact mm-hmm. that we managed to get it done was incredible. Uh, we owe a lot of that to um, we had a very dear friend of the group, uh, Matthew Mislanka, who sat in the booth with the score and was like, okay, you got that. We got to move on, you know, and was just telling us you got this one, you didn't get this one and was really honest with us about where we were because otherwise uh, we're all such perfectionists. We probably would have played everything. Eighteen times. Yeah, we would have had to get five more days. Yeah, <laughs> right. We would, right. And we would have we suffered can incredibly with our jobs. <laughs> right, yeah. so yeah. right. Someone right. would have lost teeth.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was a really fun process, and we can't wait to do another one.
0: Well, so what's on the horizon in the future for Clappy Brass? I believe there's a fundraiser being planned. The
3: rumors are true. The rumors are true. We are um, presenting our third annual benefit concert on October 22nd. That's next Thursday from when this podcast airs, I believe. And I hope some of our audience members will join us. We recorded it virtually in August or we recorded it in a studio space. So we were able to have a socially distant concert and it is going to be really fun. Um, This is a benefit concert slash award ceremony for some reason. Calliope the Puppet is going to be giving us awards. um, And we talk about everything we're working on in Calliope Brass right now and what's happening in the future for us. And we also play some music, of course. And the most important thing is that we're raising money to bring our uh, What's Your Story online program to four schools. So we have a fundraising goal and we really hope to make it because this is a really special program, especially for schools who might not have arts funding anymore. And we really hope help so we hope you'll join us
0: i would love to we love your fundraiser last year was fantastic we're looking forward to this year
2: october 22nd at 7 p.m and you can go to our website calliopebrass.org gala g-a-l-a and all of the requisite links will be there.
1: Well, fantastic. That's a lot of great stuff going on. Here's a much simpler question. What do you have for us next to play?
2: The next thing that we're going to play is an arrangement of In the Heights that was done by Dan Pardo. Dan Pardo is also an Inwood resident and pianist, which informs how quickly this moves. And we love this arrangement because it goes between so many different songs from the musical In the Heights, of course, by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And we really enjoy playing that piece. We actually played this piece on our very first concert that was in Inwood in April of 2016. Nailed it. That was great. Yeah. Memory. I work here. And uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and so that arrangement was on our very first concert together. And so because this year is our fifth year as an ensemble. We decided to bring it out of the vault. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to playing that. And the last piece that we'll be playing is an arrangement by our very own Sarameo of Hindemith's Symphonic Metamorphosis. And maybe you want to share why this exists. So
5: it's basically, I arranged the end of the finale of Symphonic Metamorphosis for our very own Jen Hinkle's wedding because when musicians get married, they don't want to use traditional wedding repertoire because we're weird like that. So she decided she wanted her recessional to be Hindemith. And so that was my wedding gift to her. Yeah. You'll notice it kind of sounds a little bit like someone's ascending their evil throne. And uh, that was really, really what I was going for on the recessional.
2: and, And during the recessional, how did you exit the ceremony? On my horse.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> to your throne somewhere.
5: To to my throne, yes.
0: Excellent. To well, my throne. That's, well, well done, Sarah. Tacos.
4: That's tacos. <laughs> it was a great wedding. It was, a great wedding.
2: Yeah. it
0: was. That sounds like a podcast for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a
2: separate episode. Director's what? cut.
0: <laughs> well, once again, Calliope Brass. Um.
4: Ha uh-huh.
1: incredible. Thank you so much. Where can listeners go to purchase the album or follow Calliope Brass on its many adventures?
2: Well, we are on the internet, of course, like everyone these days. Our website is calliopebrass.org. That's C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E brass.org. And our album is for sale at calliopebrass.org store. And we're on Instagram, of course, at Calliope Brass. We are on Facebook. Our page name is Calliope Brass. And I <laughs> highly recommend checking out the social media scene because Sarah is on fire these days. So I highly recommend checking it out. But yes, our album is, is available on our website. We currently have physical albums for sale. And this winter, we will also be releasing the album digitally.
0: Listeners, listeners will have those links up for you on the Inwood Artworks Honor page on our website. Thanks to Rebecca Steinberg, Olivia Petey, who played earlier, Sarah Mayo, Jen Hinkle... Aaron Paul, right here with us as well. Calliope Brass, thank you for joining us here on this live and local edition of Inwood Artworks On Air, where we introduce you all listening here to the musicians, filmmakers, writers, and theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Be sure to follow us on Inwood Artworks and Inwood Artworks at NYC to keep up with all we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, Pop of Art art galleries, live performances, and so much more. And stay tuned for more live and local and artist spotlight episodes of Inwood artworks on air. A very special thanks to 809 Restaurant and Lounge here at 112 Dykeman Street for championing us here to do our podcast. When many venues are closed to live and performing arts, we're happy to have the support of this cultural arts option here in Inwood. Inwood Artworks supports local small businesses and we hope you do as well. Inwood Artworks On Air has made possible funds from the NISCA Electronic Media and Film Grant Program in partnership with Wave Farm Media Arts Assistance Fund and the support of Governor Andrew Cuomo and the New York State Legislature. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood artworks on air.